Hey. Hey. Hi. Welcome to Crime Concepts with Chris and Allie. I'm Chris. I'm Allie. Let's drink wine and talk crime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is a part twoer. This is a part two from um, our last recording, which was about stalking. And we just had so much information, so mm-hmm. many things that we wanted to cover that we thought that we would do another. This is going to be a, a short Mm-hmm. Um, little pixie episode we're gonna call it because yep. it's not gonna be full. Um, maybe we talk a lot of shit, so maybe we'll yeah. we'll fill up the time. <laughs> but we do have some things that we thought were really important that we wanted to cover, but we didn't want to shortchange it. So, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Allie and I decided we were gonna do something different, and this is part two. So this mm-hmm. is stalking. This is Joe Goldberg, right? So, yep, we're gonna talk a little bit more about stalking laws, some um statistics. And then get into celebrity stalkers, which is pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Let's go with um, some things that I thought that were, when I started looking up stalking laws, so I don't know if um, if I've said this before, mm-hmm. but um, I, Allie and I both um, strongly considered um, careers as lawyers, as criminal lawyers, yep. um, probably prosecutors, <laughs> and um I did a, a paralegal certification course, which Ellie did later as a kind of a trial also. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in there, um, I decided, I know for myself that, you know, go into the psychology area, Ellie, maybe you can speak to kind of what your choice was based on. Mine was really just, um, it, it was kind of, I felt like I was buried in paperwork and I know being a paralegal and being an attorney, it's completely different, but I really did feel like I was just buried in, um, Lexus Nexus, <laughs> if you will. Um, I was just—is that what it is? That's what it is, right? Yeah. Okay. I was just—I I, just—it was not my thing to sit sit and like research and do all of those things. I I love the idea of being a litigator. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I think in my current and, and I knew that I would be in the criminal justice system, in um the psychotherapy kind of realm, forensic psychotherapy kind of rang my bell too. So. That's kind of one of the things that 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 I just wanted to give a little bit of history to. Um, so when I started looking at stalking laws, obviously, um, I became like bored to tears. And so what I did is I kind of highlighted some things that I thought were really cool or really important, I guess, facts to talk mm-hmm. about. So the thing that's really important is stalking laws really vary by state. Right. Um, I wouldn't say that any of the 50 states, um, the United States, I, I don't think that any of them have um vastly different stocking laws no but i do know that um state by state depends on what con- what constitutes kind of that um we we're talking about con- contextual differences mm-hmm. and the context of things um and i think that that's something just to keep in mind um it varies by state um i found out that an estimated 3.3 million people who were over the age of 18 were victims of stocking during a period of time, it was a 12 month period that was studied in 2018. Mm-hmm. So in the, in this was in the United States, 3.3 million people were victims of stalking during a 12 month period. I just want to leave that there because that's pretty, pretty intense. Um, um, the, the, the information was collected by the national crime victim survey. And so this is a victim reported survey. It's something that people get kind of, it's a random sample People get it and then they fill it out and they report um, things. And, and what what they 
um, kind of categorized or, or described stalking as um, falling into all of these categories. And so I'm going to give them to you. Okay. So of those 3.3 million people, these were the categories. Um, receiving unwanted phone calls. Okay. Receiving unwanted letters or emails. Showing up at the same place that the person was at without a legitimate reason. Mm-hmm. Waiting at places that the victim was frequenting like work and like just common haunts, like mm-hmm. places that the victim went, mm-hmm. um, leaving unwanted presence for the victim. Now that one's kind of a creepy one. And I've had that happen before where, um, um, I've had crazy shit left in my car or mm-hmm. on my car or just like different places. It's just really mm-hmm. weird, but that's a fucking weird one. Um, cause it's a present. I mean, don't fuck up presents people. <laughs> right. We love presents. Joe Goldberg stop it okay anyway um posting information or spreading rumors about the victim either on the internet in a public place or just to people that are known you know word of mouth kind of thing Mm -hmm. and the important piece is that these things on their own may not be criminal in nature but done repeatedly and and establishing that pattern that creates fear for the person's safety or Mm -hmm. for the safety of of others around them that's the piece that is really really important when you look at stalking laws and so I just wanted to highlight some of those things and and I want you to think about if you're listening how many of those things has have happened to you I mean how many of those you know he'll get so weirdo he won't stop calling but he's calling like 20 times or Mm -hmm. whatever it is just kind of think about it because it is awfully prevalent I mean 3.3 million people in a 12-month period that's pretty big Right. Wow. Those are staggering statistics. That's a lot of people. And I wanted to add, I hope you haven't done any of those. <laughs> you said, <laughs> oops, but no. Oh, oh, one that I forgot, uh-huh. one that I forgot that I think a lot of people have done. I'm sorry. This one was kind of buried in my notes. <laughs> um, following or spying on people <gasps> that um, with, again, I think people spy and like, oh, I'm going to pass by someone's house or I'm mm-hmm. going to, you know, whatever. But this is like spying to where the victim knows and notices. Because again, this is victim report. Right. So you see the weirdo, um, you see the weirdo down the street or you see him in his Joe Goldberg hat right. there at the flea market or wherever the market, wherever the hell you're at. But I, I do want to call attention to um, a time when I was actually in high school mm-hmm. and some weird freaking idiot that I had been I had dated like very 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 um short period of time Mm -hmm. it was pretty crazy and I don't know if you remember this or not Ellie but we were home alone watching spookies we were Mm -hmm. watching spooky movies which we call spookies Mm -hmm. my parents had gone out and I don't know what they were doing but this motherfucker my parents had this hill in front of their house Mm -hmm. like a grass hill like the grassy knoll but it's Mm -hmm. just a little hill it's not a huge one (laughs) and this motherfucker was like he, I don't know how he knew he must have been. I don't know. He knew mom and dad were gone because he knew my dad would freaking deal with his ass right. if he. But he was trying to scare us. I don't know if you remember. And he pulled his big truck up on the hill, and was like shining his brights into the house. Yep. Do you remember? I do and remember. We were yeah. We we called the police, and of course, by the time they got there, there was nothing. He had left. And said, oh, one me, I don't know what you're talking about. But we saw he was like rooming his engine and blasting his stupid music. And we had, my sister and I um, have been very well trained uh, with firearms since we were like, I don't know, six, seven for me and, you know, five for Ellie. Um, so we, we both armed ourselves and sat there and waited. And we were having a conversation. I remember sitting there in the dark, like 
that motherfucker comes in, we're going to fucking shoot him, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to fucking shoot him. Like, this is go time, sister. Like, here we go. And I just remember thinking I got my sister in this fucked up situation because this weirdo just would not stop. And it was not even like this. I mean, whatever. But so being that young and having that experience, I think that always sticks in my head because that was one of those times where I was like, well, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not, it's not going to end. Well, he was just trying to scare us right. ultimately. Mm-hmm. And it did. It mm-hmm. freaking, it, it, I think it freaked us out. I don't know that it scared us. Cause I don't know that we were like, Oh, terror. Mm-hmm. I think we were more afraid of shit. This may be the day I kill a motherfucker. Right. Uh-huh. And who's going to shoot him? Is it going to be you? Is it going to be me? Maybe we should separate. Or do you remember these conversations? I do. Like, because you're the older sister and it's your you are trying to protect me and then I am trying to protect you because that's your stalker. And so I'm like, no, you're not going to get my sister. So yeah, I totally remember. And and you wanted to go out into the yard. I remember that you wanted to go like creeping around and probably, I don't know, go face him or whatever. And I was like, no, you can't do that. Cause if you shoot him out there, we're not, it's, we're not within the right. law. Right. Like if he comes in the house and we blast him. Okay. Because yeah, he was terrifying mm-hmm. and he was really big and he was really crazy and he had some fucking mental health issues, obviously, yeah. but he was, he was fucking intimidating and scary. So that would have been no, I mean, he would have, yeah, it, we would have had to have an equalizer, which is like a fucking Glock. Right. Nine millimeter, which we had, and we were ready, but we were trying to figure out strategy. Right. And of course, later kind of debriefing it with um, my dad, who happened to like come home after all this shit happened. Um and talking about what should we do and how should we handle it. He felt like we handled it just fine. Right. Um, he was really, really hella pissed. And, and ultimately this dude ended up getting um, charges for harassing me like later on. Um, and I don't, I don't know what would happen with those, but I know the police became involved lots of different times because he was right. a fucking idiot. And um, it was just, it was, it was awful. It was an awful experience that young, but I, I can kind of think about that now because I've been, yep very very cautious um since that point mm-hmm. of people well i can't i guess i can't even say that because that's not true i've had some other weirdos i've had a few right weirdos. so i feel like i learned my lesson but apparently i didn't until i met my husband now who would not stop me if i told him to leave me alone right. he probably would respect that so right yeah and I think back then, I mean, this is years ago, and we're talking about stalking laws today, and they're not even as harsh as as they should be, right, for the damage that stalking caused. Right. Imagine back right. then how hard it was to even get anybody to pay attention. Exactly. <laughs> and I remember I remember the cops kind of, and, and I mean, our dad's a cop. Like, this is a cop's kid. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of like, well, we'll go talk to him, and mm-hmm. we'll see. But there was really no... There's no proof. There's no, you know, and we're like, I get it. Like, you know, I totally get burden of proof and all these things. And of course he's like, I was home all night officer, mm-hmm. you know, and, and right. whatever. But yeah. this is the sucky part for crime victims mm-hmm. um, is that the laws really are limiting. Mm-hmm. They're really. Of, oh, he does this. I'm going to, I'm going to call the police and I'm going to report it. Or somebody does this. You know, it's usually not in the victim's favor. And that's one of the things that I really, really want to hit on um, in this is that sexual assault, stalking, domestic violence, laws are not in, in, it's not easy to prove these things. And so sometimes people are victimized and nothing happens, even if they do everything right, which most people don't report. Most people don't call the cops. Most people have that idea of, well, fuck Mm -hmm. it, nothing's going to happen anyway, or whatever their distortion mm-hmm. is about it. 
it's really not distorted. I guess I shouldn't say that because it actually usually does end with very, very small percentages mm-hmm. of reported crimes being prosecuted mm-hmm. and being prosecuted successfully. Mm-hmm. So um, stalking is really, really, really hard. It is. Well, hard I like that you that you touched on it because I think it's like a double-edged sword. So the burden of proof lies with the victim to prove it. Also, stalking laws aren't strong enough or they're getting there, but you know, they're not strong enough to work some things, even if the even if the stalker is like, yeah, I did it. So what? I mean, a lot of that isn't prosecutable right now or, you know, we're working. But right. I have a right to be there. Right. I feel like back then the guy could have said, I have the right to park my car there. Maybe not on her yard, but back up 10 feet, the police could have told them, you know? So I feel like it, the laws have to catch up and, but, but always is the case that the burden of proof lies with the victim. Well, and I think it's funny too. I remember us having conversations later and I mean, we mm-hmm. laughed about it and, it, you know, it's really, it was serious. Um, but I, I remember us saying, well, let's start stalking him. Let's like go do crazy mm-hmm. shit to him and let's, and we never did, but we laughed about it. Like, let's just go be creepy. And yeah, be like, we'll out creep the creeper. Mm-hmm. And like peep over, yeah, peep over a bush or something weird. And then we just laughed about mm-hmm. it and we're like, oh, you stupid. Yeah, loser. one thing I do but, remember yeah. about that time and anytime we kind of, you know, Chris and I kind of called the police and reported a lot of things because we tended to get harassed <laughs> a lot for one reason or the or another um, in our teenagers. But I remember the policeman clearly telling you, well, I can go tell him to stop, but that's about all I can do. <laughs> okay, buddy. Yep. And I'm like, really? Like, really? And this was before cell phones. I think mm-hmm. my dad had a pager. Mm-hmm. Maybe we paged him. I don't know. But I'm like, really? Like, that's all you're going to do? And he's like, well, yeah, well, I might I might say some things <laughs> off the record to him. Like, don't fuck with, with Jay's right. daughter. Right. I think tell him to stop. Or yeah. you're going to be or they're going to find you. I don't know. Whatever. He kind of made some jokes. And right. I was like, yeah, do that. Do that. And it didn't work. It didn't work because fast forward to like, I don't know, a couple <laughs> years later where he freaking sexually yeah. harassed me. And I had to file charges mm-hmm. because there was some shit done that, I mean, he was being horrible. So he didn't learn his lesson and nobody scared the bejesus <laughs> out of him. He ultimately did when dad, um, he was in the police station on another matter. Yeah. Of course, this dude was crazy. And I guess he saw dad and he like hung his head and dad was like, dude, what the hell? Like, just freaking get your shit straight. Leave my daughter alone. Like, and then he kind of just miraculously yep. was gone. So. Yeah, I love it. So Jay. <laughs> so thanks for sharing those talking the statistics with us and it kind of puts in perspective why it's such a big deal because the numbers the numbers tell the story um do you have anything else on the laws chris i don't i, don't I just really quickly want to say a few things about stock pertaining to stocking laws and then we can get into the the crux of it which is the celebrity stocking which i know is exciting <laughs> but, so um chris touched on that a lot of st- all 50 states now have stalking laws anti-stalking laws i never know how to say it stalking laws anti-stalking laws um all 50 states have them so woohoo good job united states Go but all, there are also federal stalking laws so if if something maybe doesn't um hopefully you want it to fall into the federal laws because right the punishments can be stricter and harsher but um so it does fall into federal laws if they use something that um, crosses a state line. So like phones, internet, mail, that kind of stuff. They travel to, to stalk you. Um, but of course, if, if a person 
stalks another person and it doesn't fall under the federal law. So example, they don't use the phone, the internet, mail, or they don't travel across the state lines to engage in that conduct, then the person will be charged in under state anti-stalking laws. So I guess if we, if we have a stalker, we hope they break a federal law. <laughs> I want to make a joke right now that I just came up okay. with. This might fall flat, but hopefully it doesn't. I was going to say, you said travel, they'll travel to mm-hmm. accomplish their mission. And I was just thinking, I have a blue hat. Right. <laughs> right. Sometimes, some, <laughs> right now, there's probably some add on Craigslist that says that if you don't want to be bothered to stalk the person yourself, but you want like a, an illicit private eye, as it were. <laughs> as it right. Were, there probably is that ad right now. Have blue hat, will travel. <laughs> We'll travel, willing to travel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll stalk, harass, anything you need. So uh, really quick, so since I said harassment, I want to give the legal definition of harassment because something that might seem okay. trivial yeah. might fall under the legal definition for at least harassment, right? That's maybe the first step. So the courts define harassment as repeated words, conduct, or action that serves no purpose and is directed at a specific person to annoy, alarm, or distress that person. I'm sorry, but half of us have probably legally harassed someone in our daily life. <laughs> I was thinking you harassed me. Your actions serve no food. purpose other than to annoy. Like we can all charge our kids right now. <laughs> so good. I think, yeah. Oh my gosh, absolutely. <laughs> but with you and me, like we right? just harass each other for that. So this is kind of a good it. thing because harassment is, you know, it's a smaller on the scale of, of consequences of punishments. But at the very least, I would still report anything that you feel as uncomfortable or uh, repeated, right? That's the key word. So repeated. Well, and, and I do want to speak to something mm-hmm. real quick that you said. You said, like, we have had um, lots mm-hmm. of things that we've reported. We have been taught and taught mm-hmm. to report things because mm-hmm. paper trails, right? And so if even though we know the reality and we know how many cases actually successfully mm-hmm. get prosecuted, we really have, and, and I do, I, I encourage people mm-hmm. all the time to report, yeah. report, report. Um, and, and I don't care. It annoys a lot of people and people think we're extra and it's mm-hmm. because of the field we're in. You know what? Yeah, it is. It is because we know that the reality and we know that this dude is capable of yeah. doing some crazy shit. And so I'm, I wouldn't be surprised now if that stupid friend right. from high school didn't have like some serious um, mm-hmm. perpetration behaviors if he hadn't like tormented more people way more significantly because as you get older you right. have more resources right yeah ideally and um things start to the stakes get a little higher and if you're that crazy right. in freaking high school yeah dude, like come on you're probably mm-hmm. kooky kooky balooky and so I think that 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 yeah. is is kind of the goal is is yeah let's just even even if it doesn't rise to a level mm-hmm. if you're concerned absolutely report it get get some paper on it get a behavior. make sure mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah. so i don't know i don't know if that i and i'd have to i'd have to do some research yeah. to test that theory but i'm pretty sure he's probably yeah. served some time in some places for some mm-hmm. uh, or at least has a, a trail of people in his wake that he has done that you know um, participated in that kind of behavior. So I really quick want to touch on the first yeah. amendment because it's been used in several court cases as a, as a defense, right. As a, 
right? I can. I have the freedom of speech. So it is pretty positive, in my opinion, that several courts have rejected um, the challenges to anti-stalking statute when the challenges are based on free speech as protected by the. So if the communications are an integral to the crime, so example, verbal or written threats, then the defendant cannot successfully challenge the law based on the First Amendment. So yay, trending in the right direction. Yay, course. Free speech, yes. not free from consequences, right? We can say what we want. Sure, no one's going to take your right to threaten the girl, <laughs> but you can be punished for threatening the girl. Right, you can say whatever the fuck you want until it involves yeah. another person. Like, you can say shit, but if you're using it to menace <laughs> another person. Right, absolutely. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, anything else, or are we excited to jump in? I think that's, I think that we Mm -hmm. hit really hard on the reality. And I think that we, I I think that we, that's kind of what I wanted to accomplish. I I feel like that's what, what, in spirit, what we wanted to accomplish. And now, can I, if I knew how to do a drum roll, you'd get it, but I don't. (laughs) It's like that, like that kind of thing. Okay. So, um, celebrity stalkers. So, um, this information came from a site called crime news and I did verify it across mm-hmm. lots of different internet sites. So forgive me if it's not, no, I correct, but I feel like stuff. it is. Cause I, I really did. I feel like I did due diligence and you know, what's even funnier. Let me just put this out there, Allie. Um, Allie and I took the same cases. And so we would, we would have had four cause we were right. going to do two, but we picked the same cases. So mm-hmm. I'm doing one. She's doing one. But we verified, we cross-verified our, our research against each other. So I think we're good. So mine is going to be in 2012, there was an extremely disturbing stalking plot against none other than Juan <laughs> Justin Bieber. Um, Dana Martin, not right. a woman. Okay, let's just, let's just right. put that out there up front. Dana Martin was a convicted felon mm-hmm. who was serving life in a New Mexico prison. Um for rape and murder. So this is a nefarious POS, you know what I'm saying? Um, and he plotted with fellow inmate Mark's is it Stake? Uh, I would think Stake. Yeah. Stake Yeah, and 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 Mark's nephew Tanner Ruane. Yeah. Maybe Ruane? Rune? I don't know. Ruane will say because that's better. Um I'm just kidding. Why do these creeps what? have fucked up last names? I know. Can't you be fucking Smith? John Smith? No. Dick. You have to be some idiot Ruane. Okay, anyway. So this Tanner Ruane fool and his uncle, who was in prison with Dana in New Mexico, they conspired and developed this elaborate plot. And, and what they were going to do is... and. Ultimately, like Dana was pissed that Bieber was not responding to his fan mail, mm-hmm. apparently. And so he conspired to teach him a lesson. And he got these two to agree to murder Justin Bieber, but not before they mutilated him. And by mutilate, I mean cut his mm-hmm. hoo hoo off. They were going to castrate him yeah. like a bull. He was going to be a steer. Okay. They were going to, they were going to create a steer. <laughs> from Justin Bieber they were going to castrate him and then they were going to murder him and and torture him and do all these horrific things well the plot was thwarted when no other than Dana Martin the man who started all this shit 
decided that he was going to flip and he he turned and he mm-hmm. reported these two idiots that he had conspired with. This dude's serving life mm-hmm. in prison. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't have anything to lose. He's just right. fucking running shit and just making his life entertaining. Um, but these other two yahoos apparently got pinched and the the plot was um thankfully I mean Justin Bieber's Justin mm-hmm. Bieber's whatever and I, yeah. I mean I'm like whatever but thankfully nobody right. got castrated nobody became a skier. Yeah. He would have had to move to Texas. Why? You know why? Ah think about that thing that they say about Texas. Steers and right. and I don't like that last part, but the steers. He would have to go to Texas. Right. Oh my gosh. I love that their plan was foiled by the person who concocted it like that's pretty stinking awesome i if all right. criminals would cattle right. themselves before they did it we'd be a lot safer isn't that isn't that the stupidest shit you've ever heard like hey right? guys i have an idea and then you right? sell them on the idea you plot the whole thing and then you're like hey these dudes are gonna do this thing that right? I and he totally told his own part in it it's not like he was like hey i have i got wind of these two guys doing it like he told about himself oh <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, because he has nothing like, to lose. What the hell? Yeah. He has nothing. But but I do want to talk about the fact that because celebrities mm-hmm. like Justin Bieber are so right. accessible, and I mean accessible right. to your life, like they're on social media, they're on, well, social media mm-hmm. is kind of a new phenomenon, but they're on, <laughs> I mean, they're on TV, they're they're in your living room on your TV, mm-hmm. they're on the radio, whatever, they're you in your music. And then now we mm-hmm. have a social media component where you can feel like you're fucking I'm friends with Justin Bieber. No, dude, you're not. Right. You're a follower and stop it. But I mean, it it, it creates another level of an intimacy, um, Mm -hmm. like a a Mm -hmm. faux intimacy kind of thing that people respond to. And I think that that kind of thing has been so prevalent since social media has become so big. You're absolutely right. I do want to add to the case about Justin Bieber that in an interview it, that Martin did in 2013, this is quoted saying, if I was free, here's what I'd want to do. I'd want to put Bieber in a cage, rape him and re- rape him repeatedly and put it on YouTube. And he also shared that yeah. he had planned to pay $2,500 each for, for Justin's testicles. <laughs> so he, he was, yeah, he was going to buy them. That, yeah. Oh, he's the one that wanted the, the nephew or whatever to cut him off, but he was going to pay for them. And then he was gonna. So he's like, "You don't cut them off. I plan this, and then yeah. I'll buy them from you." Oh, I didn't. Love I didn't get to that part. I, mm-hmm. I thought the rest of it was fucked up. But like, I'm, yeah, I love. Yeah, I love when the perps tell on themselves. So we, I work with school age children, and what, and that's pretty prevalent. I mean, it's you know, not all criminals have that criminal thinking that they get away with it or that they want to cover up their crimes. I had a student come into our classroom recently and say upon hello, you know, hello, how are you today? I was definitely not picking on names as other peer on the bus. (laughs) Like, okay. Well, well, so that pretty much says you were, so I'll get to the bottom of it. But you know, so we're gonna have to look into that one so that's like going walking out of a store and telling the security guard i definitely didn't steal three purses and a pair of shoes bye-bye now (laughs) and then you leave right right and and that's what's really funny i it's so funny because um Mm -hmm. somebody that i work with in in this crazy (laughs) environment that i work in was talking about her work Mm -hmm. with juveniles 
And she said, the funny thing is like in, in, mm-hmm. in corrections, you do like anybody who takes meds, you know, whatever you take them at normal times. Mm-hmm. Like when you wake up in the morning right. before you go to bed, well, in prison, they get their evening meds like at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's kind of stupid. So you have these fools that are like walking around like in sure. a trazodone stupor because they took their meds at four and then they can't right. sleep at 10 because right. their meds wore off. Anyway, um, she was talking, we were talking about that. And she was talking about in the juvenile system. And she's like, usually in the juvenile system, mm-hmm. and you can probably relate to this, Ellie. She's like, it, they, they, mm-hmm. everywhere I work, she's like, they did their yeah. meds at normal times because we were yeah. like 24-7 yeah. with these people. She's like, so they did their, their evening meds uh-huh. like about 8 o'clock, like normal bedtime. She's like, so 8.30, yep. I'd roll around. And the trazodone yep. and Seroquel is yep. like a truth serum because, serum because they're so yes. like loosey-goosey. She's like, hey, yeah. did you take your meds? Okay, sure. let's go into therapy. Let's talk about this stuff that sure. we own. Like, and she's like, they, and they would just be fessing up to mm-hmm. all kinds of shit. She's like, they would just be like, oh, and then this one time I did this and I did that. And then the next day they would inevitably write her like a little little note. Yeah. We call them kites in the system. A little kite that said something like, hey, I know we had a session mm-hmm. yesterday. Can we recap that? Can we go through that? Like, I'd like sure. to review what I don't yeah. know because they knew like. They knew right. they probably sung, but I thought that was so fun. I love it. Yeah. Kind of You're absolutely thing. right. I've worked in mostly juvenile facilities. I've only worked in one adult facility in my career. And I have always agreed with you, give them their nighttime meds at bedtime one. So you can have a peaceful night for whoever's working. They can and two, so they can go to sleep. sleep. So yeah, I had clients cause I have I've been a med tech on and off in my career and been the ones providing the meds and have had, clients say okay if you need me in five minutes I won't be around because I'll be sleeping or you know take them and then say night night or you'd have those ones that would spill all the beans because their inhibitions were lower. so I love it uh-huh, uh-huh. so I'm like um prosecutors yeah. and detectives should just like sure, wait for the night the meds to kick in and then be like hey let's talk right let's talk. I apologize if you heard my wine <laughs> pop so I, I had to fill up my glass <laughs> Oh, I, I'm going to have to step out. Some I want to share the okay. kind of wine I have really quick, guys, because this is wine and, you know, wine and crime concepts. So I'm drinking the Chateau St. Michel Riesling. Riesling is my all-time oh, favorite, but this is like a delicious one that we stumbled upon. So I wanted to see it. Can I see it? Let, yeah. me, let me see it on our video. But it's, wait, Michelle? Uh, Chateau St. Michel. Mm-hmm. Chateau yeah. St. Michel. That mm-hmm. sounds hella fancy. Riesling. What kind of wine is it? Always White, Riesling. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, a Riesling. Yeah, you're if a I had my Riesling. Riesling and uh, isn't that what mom would say? Right. If I had my druthers, I'd rather have. Yep. I'd rather have something sweet. Um, My druthers yeah. are dry. We've never talked about our wine, which is yeah. really funny. This is our whole thing. So, um, Allie's druthers Riesling. are, um, again, I druthers. Mm-hmm. Hers are sweet. Yep. And not dry, yep. like wet, mm-hmm. I guess, or moist. We'll call it moist. <laughs> that sounds so creepy. I love it. I like it. But she does wet, sweet. Mm-hmm. So like Rieslings, Moscatos, uh, pink <laughs> Moscato, white Moscato, baby <gasps> Moscato, all yeah. the Moscatos, whatever. And those make me want to, like, I want to just shit nice <laughs> puke. Um, I, mm-hmm. hate, I hate sweet wines. Mm-hmm. So mine are dry. And I love, love, love dry red. Like the drier. Mm-hmm. I mean, the more my mom says vinegar tasting, the more yeah. dry and just smooth I love. Um, but today I'm sipping on, what do I have? 
Oh, this is like, it's like a yellow oh, tail shark tail. tail. That's Pinot always Grigio. a good brand. You could go with. Pinot Grigio. Yeah, no, it, it's yellow tail Pinot Grigio. It's just a regular, I mean, it's freaking middle of the week. I shouldn't no. be drinking at all. But we waited. We didn't right. record this weekend. So we're doing a, and we hold true to the let's drink mm-hmm. wine and talk crime. I don't care if we're recording in the middle of right. the day on a Monday. We are going to be drinking wine and talking our crime. Well, I got all settled down with a glass of ice water. And then I thought, what the heck am I doing? I play and I, you can't play a player. I'm going to drink wine. Yeah. And that's always my thing. I have to drink wine. We're, we're recording tonight. Yeah, we don't want to perpetrate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. I like I liked that we did that because we've been right. saying. We right. We should have done it at the beginning. So we'll, we'll get it, let's let's, let's mm-hmm. try to make that a point to mention what we're sipping on Mm -hmm. as we go on because sometimes i'll do a red a nice red it might always gonna be dry it's gonna be not sweet ali's probably gonna have like right sometimes i will Mm -hmm. sweet if she does if she does red it's gonna be Mm -hmm. a red moscato or like a red yeah sangria yeah for sure so i love that we did that next time we'll try to (laughs) try to fit it in at the beginning but whatever it's our show we can do what we want so my key yeah, so my case is not quite so, ex- I hate to say exciting, but Justin Bieber's, that was pretty exciting. Like, he had a good plan. <laughs> he had a pretty jacked up plan. So, it's the meat, though, too. So mine is a little bit more long and drawn out. So Gwyneth Paltrow um, found herself an unfortunate victim of stalking for nearly 20 years. Okay, let that sink in. So in 2016, Michael Sue was accused of sending Gwyneth 66 letters and packages between the years of 2009 and 2015. So six years, he sent her 66 letters and packages. Um, Prosecutors claim that some of the packages had pornography. Some had letters detailing his romantic plans with her, like such as to marry her and stuff like that. Um, In 2000, he was tried in a separate case for sending Gwyneth pornography and sex toys. And he claimed insanity, attributed his crazy behaviors to insanity. The judge actually found him not guilty, okay, by reason of insanity, which is insane. <laughs> and but the judge, right, but the judge did sentence him to undergo treatment at a mental health facility. So there was that at least. Didn't help. Plot twist. <laughs> he was arrested again in 2015 when he began sending her, sending her letters again because, well, the treatment didn't stick, guys. Sue reportedly, he wrote to Gwyneth again after he was released and he apologized for his craziness and he attempted to earn her forgiveness. And he told her that he still was interested in marrying her if she had, could, could only forgive him, right? Um, again, you guys, the jury found him not guilty of stalking and Gwyneth is left to deal with this. So she tried in what, 2000? And then she tried in 2015 and both times he was found not guilty, which is pretty tragic. And again, this Absolutely. is somebody of means. This is somebody who right? has the best right? legal representation. I mean, she has people that she can she hires people mm-hmm. who know their shit and, and right. this is and the best they can do. So I just yep. want to highlight that. Yep. It is cool. bullshit. And she has, you know, this crack team of investigators and prosecutors who are who have proof packages with pornography and and disgusting letters and sex toys. My goodness. Mm. However, why are you sending someone sex toys? They're pretty expensive. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. Right, right, dumbass. Well, clearly, 
clearly he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. He's a, an insane. Him. He's an insane person, but he has means. Clearly, because he's sending sex toys. So when in, right, right, I can't pay my bills, but I can buy sex toys to send to my thumb stocking victim. Hmm. So. Mm, no, my right. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go, Chris. So we can touch on that with your the erotomania thing, that delusion. So Gwyneth yep. reports still, of yep. course, that this has been a long and traumatic experience for her. Her sense of security is shattered. The damage, right, is is it's crazy. So sadly, yeah, sadly well, he, he didn't know on himself and and, and accept consequence. So like the beeb. And again, most famous people mm-hmm. deal with this. Mm-hmm. And they deal with it a lot. Um, so so this is why we wanted to separate it also, because normal everyday people mm-hmm. also deal with it. But mm-hmm. we don't have the resources, the means, and we mm-hmm. didn't sign up for this shit. I'm sorry, but once you're I mean, now that Allie and I are doing podcasts, we're I mean pretty we're much famous. Right <laughs> sorry to say. We're pretty much huh? famous. Like we're pretty much, yeah. Like we're gonna have a stalker, <laughs> like Miranda's. <laughs> it's gonna be the haters. The haters are gonna come out. We'll have to have us. two stalkers because oh, we live in different states. <laughs> well, no, I think we should have. I, I want to invite the stalker. Unless we should have one. one okay? He'll break federal to... laws because traveling outside of state lines. Oh, I love it. What if it's oh, a be a good twist? <laughs> I didn't exist. Anyway, yeah, stalk Ellie and I so we can talk about Give us some fodder. Yeah, give us some fodder for our podcast. Instead of pretending, instead of pretending we're famous, let's get this going. We might <laughs> right, yeah. Most likely, we'll get shot. Like, both of us pack, both of us pack, both of us are like, um, NRA activists. So, yeah, don't, don't stop. Right. That's stupid. At the very least. You're going to get tasted your pecker. Right? So I love how we covered these two cases are very interesting, but they're both at opposite ends of the spectrum. So Justin Bieber, his stalker was um, a perceived slight, right? I want to be your friend. I'm being your fan and you're not recognizing me. So I'm going to turn off your picture. And then, of course, Gwyneth's was that crazy. Yeah. Erotomania. So let me give that definition real quick. So erotomania, basically, and you give kind of a, mm-hmm. just a layperson's definition, is this belief that, that people have, that they have a connection with somebody, despite a lot mm-hmm. of contrary evidence. So despite the fact that this person is filing fucking restraining orders on your ass, despite the fact that, that you don't mm-hmm. know this person, and you've actually never been in the same right. room with this person. Um, and, and I think in a lot of cases, it, it's kind of from mm-hmm. the social media presence. Like, again, and I, I hit on that earlier, and it becomes almost like a delusional mm-hmm. fascination, and then it becomes just a straight-up delusional mm-hmm. relationship. Um, and it usually happens with celebrities, but it also happens with just lay people. Um, you say hello to some right. guy at the bank, and he takes that to mean that, you know, you love him, and you want to be with him, and you right. want to marry him. So then he starts looking at your social media, and you're talking about uh, your dreams of owning a home. And then he's like, oh, she wants to buy right? a house with me. She wants to live with me and love me forever yeah. and have my babies. Yeah. Ooh. The term is erotomania, and it's mm-hmm. very common in celebrity mm-hmm. stuff. Or even not celebrity. Like, you know, you could literally run into somebody at the coffee shop and something you do that is a minute, minuscule movement or cho- not even a choice on your part 
gives them the wrong idea. You know, you brush up against them because it's crowded and they're like, whoa, she wants me. It's crazy. People, people's psyches yeah. are very crazy and very, uh, yeah, dynamic. dynamic. And so, you know, it could be something that you don't even register as an encounter that they register as the encounter. <laughs> that is the woman I'm going to marry. Yeah. So just, again, keep that in mind and know that um, that's kind of, but, but again, in the, in the mm-hmm. celebrity stalker uh, realm, this is why, I mean, and, and again, it's so easy for people to access celebrities' yeah. lives. They can follow them on social media. They can follow, you know, there are paparazzi everywhere. They don't even have to be the ones stalking them. Other people right? are doing it for them. Um, and, and that's part of, I guess, mm-hmm. the price of fame. But also for those people that are not wanting fame and are right. not famous. Like, fuck right, absolutely. Not. So I wish that we would compiled more of like warning signs, but I would just say, stay aware of like, as we were talking, all this stuff is coming to my mind. So like, like I said, a perceived something on your end that you don't even register to them is signaling, Whoa, she wants me. And so they would start, you know, following you and stuff. So don't ever assume because, Oh, I'm a nobody. No one would want to stalk me. Like really be aware of what's happening. If the same car is following you home from work every day, take note. If you are hearing strange bumps in the night, take note. Like, mm-hmm. well, and the other thing is, a lot of times people are like, "I get this mm-hmm. again, intuition." There's our our right? the gift of fear. You get that sense mm-hmm. of, dude, I run into this guy at Starbucks mm-hmm. this morning, and then he was also picking up his dry cleaning when right? I was picking mine up. Um, he was, you know, whatever at Chili's, right to go, whatever, and. You know, this is just a little right, it's not incidental. That, yeah. It's you not that small of a world, guys. Yeah. Like, pay attention to stuff like that. Um, what I watched a recently um, an episode of, I think, I believe it was SWAT. I watch a lot of crime procedurals, so it might not have been SWAT, but um, I think that it was. Or was it the latest criminal minds? Anyway, and the lady was being stalked. She was a victim of stalking. And it was cute because my husband were watching it together, and he's like, oh, all of a sudden, I'm hearing all this. <laughs> stuff about stalking isn't that what you're covering and I said yeah but there's a I can't think of the term for it but it's like a psychological term phenomenon that once you're focused on something you keep picking it up in your everyday life Mm -hmm. so like if you have never seen a certain brand of car but then you your mom buys that color car or that car or whatever then you're gonna see that car everywhere so that's a it's a phenomenon a psychological and I can't think of the name um but yeah, so I thought it was cute that he was like, oh, it's about stalking and you're talking about stalking. But this lady had gone and reported that she had a stalker. And as they're looking into it, they they go into her apartment and they find, I don't know, 50 or 60 little hidden cameras. So they're like, oh my God, yep, sure do have a stalker. And they find a, underneath her bed, they find like a, faux floor that the guy has gone into her apartment and cut out a little hole for himself under her bed where he sits and stays um and she's like what why would anyone want to stalk me turns out it was her a neighbor of hers in the apartment complex and he was in fact stalking her ex-boyfriend so he was stalking the boyfriend and had managed to weasel in there but then since she and the boyfriend had split you know he was still kind of stalking her by proxy, but turns out it wasn't because he didn't want to give up his game. I mean, yeah. this is kind of cool. I kind of freaking invested in this. Yeah, I can. Really I'm not sure because we cut out. For, we cut out for a second with our internet, 
Um, you were talking about the psychological term mm-hmm. when you're hungry yeah. and you're driving and all you see are the food signs uh-huh. and you have like, or you buy a red car. Right. And then all of a sudden, or let's say a silver car, because mm-hmm. that's pretty rare. And then you start to see all these silver cars. Sure. Um, it's called confirmation bias. There you is go. what it is. And that's where things in your environment will start confirming a bias that you've set yeah. without meaning to. And so it's a psychological thing that happens yeah. when we, and, and I want you to think about that. Um, I was just telling my husband this, and I know this for a fact. I know what confirmation bias is. Yeah. And I was like, a hundred percent like telling him this and I've told him about confirmation bias mm-hmm. before so we both looked at each other and laughed afterwards mm-hmm. but I was like isn't it funny that nobody had like our our model of car yep. until we bought it like we were the first one yeah. it had to have been mm-hmm. we bought this car now look you see them everywhere yes and we kind of looked at each other and it was like that moment of well shit. yeah yeah am I am I suffering from this like everybody had them before yeah. I just didn't notice yeah then, I'm a trendsetter, damn it. Yeah, no, that is that was funny. When I we bought our not our most recent car, but the car before um, our SUV, we were still living in Germany, and we bought an American car in Germany, and so you wouldn't think they'd be um, common, but of course we started seeing yeah. them pop up around the military base, and we're like, what the hell? We thought we were. Seeing. And then of course you're like trendsetter. <laughs> not even. <laughs> so that was good. yeah. All right. Do you have anything else to add? I don't. I, I guess. Um, no, I, I actually, I don't. I just want to say that people are pieces of shit sometimes. <laughs> and so protect yourself as yeah. best you can. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. I think that we're going to cover yeah. eventually some resources for self-protection yeah. that don't involve firearms. Yes. Because I know that there are people out there that do not yeah. want mm-hmm. or even like condone um firearms right and and there are other non-lethal options out there yep um obviously my sister and i are very 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 uh mm-hmm. second amendment mm-hmm. driven mm-hmm. and that's okay i get i get whatever it is that you're comfortable with or you're not comfortable with right but i just want you to think about your self-protection mm-hmm. plan like what would you do if somebody if somebody followed you home right and i want everyone to just start thinking and in, in training for law enforcement they tell us all the time to consider the what ifs mm-hmm. when you when you don't have anything to do when your shift is slow when your beat is slow mm-hmm. um consider the what ifs mm-hmm. like what if this happened right and what if that happened yeah and 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 start planning for mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and creating like a safety plan or a reaction plan like right. mm-hmm. for different scenarios and different circumstances so that's the mm-hmm. one thing that i would say is is start doing that and i'm you know if you're regularly coming home from work late mm-hmm. um what would you do if you noticed a car following you? Right. What would you do if you were putting gas in and you noticed somebody watching? Mm-hmm. What would you do if somebody that you met kept, you know, you met him on Tinder or you met him on Christian Mingle? I don't care. Right. And then he started showing up every time you're at Starbucks mm-hmm. or whatever. What would your reaction be? And I think that that's the best way to plan for things that may never happen, but mm-hmm. it, it keeps you thinking and keeps your awareness up. I think so too. That's a great one. Um, I do that. I, like I said, I work in an educational setting for juveniles and I go through that on slow, slow days, slow hours. I go through in my head, what would happen if student X did this? What would happen if someone else, not even in our immediate program would come in and do this? And I go through stuff like that and, you know, yeah two schools of thought you're either crazy or you're well prepared I'd rather be well prepared 
Um, well, and it's a right, it's a training mechanism, mm-hmm. and I've heard this over and over from veterans mm-hmm. that say it says what ifs that mm-hmm. prepare your brain to react. It does, and if you just you know and you do that, mm-hmm. and 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 I yeah, at first I was like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna what if everything to death. Yeah, but I I do have all the I mean a lot of what ifs, and uh-huh. you know, it, I think that that does definitely prepare your brain. Yeah. And, and should mm-hmm. actually kind of counteract that fight or flight. That's part of part of what you do is you train your brain to think of uh-huh. if this happens and go through scenarios, here's what I would hope I would react. Like. Yeah. And it doesn't, um, you know, it's not like you're out spacing out or whatever. I'm fully able, like I said, I do it in my school several times a day and I'm fully able to conduct myself, do my job, do whatever. So it's not, it doesn't take up a lot of your mind. It kind of just is playing in the background. What if this, what if that? And, and it, you know, it becomes kind of a second nature that you're always kind of aware and so it's really nice. And that's when we talked about the fight, flight, or freeze. Mm-hmm. That's one of the techniques I think that people swear by mm-hmm. is going through those things and, and going through them in your head mm-hmm. will actually flip that switch in your brain faster Yep, and will enable you to react differently. Yep. And so that's the first part is it's, it's all psychological. It is. And so just think about your reaction and think about, you know, different scenarios mm-hmm. in your life. Because, I mean, obviously we're both in the criminal uh justice field Mm -hmm. we're we're surrounded by criminals all the time um but for people you work in a bank you work in a law office Mm -hmm. wherever you work wherever your day-to-day consists of Mm -hmm. just think about that and just think about you know what you would do and Mm -hmm. how would you handle different situations that that you Mm -hmm. hear on the news or whatever that's that's my final uh, parting wisdom. I okay. Think. I just want to really quick end on, for me, for my part, talking about the stalking punishments, which I find interesting because I don't think they're nearly harsh enough for the damage that stalking causes. But so under federal law, convicted under federal law, you could face up to five years in, in prison or a fine up to $250,000 or both. If, of course, your stalking results in um, a physical injury or death, then of course your, your sentence might be up to life in prison. But five years, you guys, is the standard up to five years. And I don't think that's nearly enough, right? For the damage that stalking. Right. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I think that most of the time stalking, um, escalates to something far worse. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I can think of like lots of people that I've worked with who, yeah, they were stalking and they didn't get mm-hmm. any kind of consequences from it. And then they ended up raping somebody right. or murdering right. somebody or doing some mm-hmm. other crazy stuff, like, you know, kidnapping somebody right. and then whatever. And so, I mean, it, unfortunately, it is um, probably a basis for escalation. Mm-hmm. It is. So that's it. That's all we have. And look, we said it was going to be shorter. There we are at 50 minutes. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. we're the same. Okay. Yeah. It's fun. So this is, thank you for listening to Crime Concepts with Chris and Allie. Right. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye.